Alright, so as we're, uh, this is the true driving uh, recording here, so we're... Yeah, hopefully leaving. you can hear us over the driving and road noises. Yeah, it makes it authentic. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's just more real. That's right. Yeah. But we're, uh, we're going to be cruising by, uh, you won't, we won't go like directly into it, but we're going to cruise right by where Mike went to church, and so with that... Uh, as a kid, like yeah. where we grew up, and so we we're going to talk a little bit about like what we thought about church and growing up as kids, just to yeah. entertain yeah. you for a what bit. What were we all like? Actually, we so we're this was just about as close as we were going to be to the church that I originally grew up in in Tucson, which is east of us now. But I went to Firsty Free, uh, First yeah. Evangelical Free Church, which became the journey. The journey. Uh, and then I ended up leaving there at the end of middle school, but... My um, wife went there as well. Yes, she did. And she was in the youth group when I was a kid in the, uh, in Sunday school and then I think middle school. We had a uh, youth pastor there who I absolutely, who everybody loved. Uh, his name was Andy... Oh. Something or other. Littleton. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember his last name, honestly. But, uh, that, yeah, then he ended up getting, he ended up moving to Salt Lake or something like that, and then ended up having an affair, and oh. that was fun. Oh, that's hard. Yeah. But, don't do that. Just yeah. as a side note. Yeah, yeah don't do that. Uh, but, but yeah, going into high school, uh, we moved to churches to Northwest Bible Church. Which is, and our we also had a great youth pastor there. His name was Randy Brainerd, and he now runs Hope Community Church. We just we just partnered with Hope uh, on a project. Yeah, yeah we did. Yeah, and uh, that church was where I kind of went from being a kid that grew up in church that kind of believed it all and was was uh, was in, but then. Uh, ended up becoming an actual personal belief, personal relationship for me at a summer camp and then uh, began the confusing and painful life of figuring out how to try to follow Jesus knowing <laughs> that it actually is something that matters to you now and also realizing that you can't effectively follow Jesus like you want to. And it's not working like it did at summer camp. It's not. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's I had how many people is that the story for, by the that way? That is yeah. so many people. Went yeah. to some kind of camp or convention, as I mentioned earlier in the tour. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you get, they call it, what, the mountaintop? The mountaintop. Mountain top. Mine was yeah. literally yeah. on a mountaintop. Man, mine wasn't. Mine was not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was, we, we had this camp that we would go to on Mount Lemon. It was oh, a really man. cool little camp. But we kind of had this campfire little powwow with myself, Randy Brainerd, a couple of the other rambunctious, angsty teens from from the group that uh, they really wanted to sit down and like grill us a little bit. Uh, and it was and a guy named Mo Gall. Oh, Mo Gall. Who was a kind of a mogul. He has a. It's a tough name. He runs like a gallery in town, Gall's Mo's Gallery, or something like that. Oh, sweet. But. They, they basically just sat us down and asked us, like, hey, so why do you believe uh, in God? And we were like, what? This is, nobody asks you that in church. Like, 
as long as you believe, you're good. Uh, no, but they was, he was like grilling us and asking us, well, why? Why do you, why do you believe, what? Why do you think this matters? Like, do you actually believe that? Uh, do you act like you believe it? And that ended up being the night where we actually, I think for the first time, went through what the gospel meant for us and actually got walked through it. And I, was, I think I was 17 at the time. Yeah. Like by the end of that night, we were like, me and these two other dudes are just like, just crying and realizing the impact that all this had. And the next day got up in front of the camp and like, you know, gave her a little testimony, apologized for kind of being <laughs> punk teen <laughs> punk kids. <laughs> and, and kind of, but then also, I think it was an important moment because uh, we were kind of kids in the youth group that a lot of people looked to. Yeah. And so it kind of shifted the dynamic a bit. And by the end of that camp, it was really cool, actually. A lot of people ended up having a similar story. That's a, It's interesting how that kind of stuff works, because like I talked about earlier in the tour at my old church when I was about 18 and what happened. But before that, probably when I was, I don't know, 16, the youth pastor had come to me and said, look, like you are influential in this group. And, like, when you listen, everybody listens. If you're asking good questions, everybody asks good questions. Yeah. Yeah. And so I need your help. Yeah. And I remember just being like, what? You know, like, what yeah. are you talking about? And they were like, because when you're not in it or you're, like, screwing around or you're, like, you know, just leaving the whole group. The whole group does it, you know. And that's that's the faster power move. It is. Yeah. <laughs> and I used that later. As a <laughs> with, I, I definitely, like, took kids aside. I was like, you're influential. <laughs> I need your help. But um, but it was that was kind of one of the first times I realized I was a leader was oh, when yeah. somebody sort yeah. of said that and put that and it was but also like I was a leader and I could lead in bad ways and unhelpful ways or yeah, I could lead in good ways good ways helpful yeah. ways yeah I think the that leadership moment came for me it's really interesting because this guy uh, Bob Meredith has played pretty huge roles in my life. Um, but he was my youth pastor at one of the churches that we're going to go visit. Um, and at the time, I was not a Christian. I thought I was. But I thought being a Christian meant you went to church and you were good. Uh, and you, like, read the Bible every once in a while. But he actually put me as the, the teacher for the midweek service youth group. And he'd be there with me. But, like, he would, he taught me kind of how to write a little sermon and how to study and use commentaries and uh and so as hey, like we're, we're waving at the old casas school. oh my old casas that was the school yeah oh wow it looks so different yeah they put the lasso yeah i went there for four, for fourth grade oh yeah ray went there <laughs> yeah. I, really? I went there for uh first to eighth yeah anyway nick keep going we'll talk about that place as we drive but. uh i forgot what i forgot what Bob Oh yeah, so Bob Meredith, and so he he kind of just walked me through this stuff, and just kind of put me in charge, uh, which was really weird as like a fifteen or sixteen year old. I, th I think I was sixteen, uh, just kind of like leading group and teaching, and but in that moment, like he was personally discipling me, like really investing in me as a leader, um, and then later on, he was part of the reason that I got commissioned by church to be a pastor. Uh, and uh, and then he also did my wedding. 
Wow. So, big moments in my life with that guy. Yeah. Now, uh, coming up here, I should say, there's a Circle K at Shannon and Ina. And this <laughs> is where my best friend and I would all, we knew what time they would throw away the hot dogs. Oh. <laughs> and so we would walk to this Circle K and like come in right then and be like, hey, can we have those for free? Because uh, we knew they were just going to throw, throw it. Yeah. And, they, and the dude would always be like, yeah, it's fine, you can have one. And then uh, we would get Nestle Toll House cookie sandwiches and walk back to his house, which was oh, just yeah. back in over here. My favorite baseball card shop. This this is a big childhood spot. This is Ina this and is, Shannon for me. Yeah. I used to live. You lived really like close to two here. minutes from here. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, as a kid, I would ride my bike from Ina and the freeway to here by myself. And like as yeah, like a middle schooler and stuff, and hang out with my buddy over here, and we'd always. That's the, the DMV where I got my license right there. Same here. Yeah, me too. In that back parking lot, the first time I really, like, there was this girl that really liked me or whatever. She, he was, like, she was my friend Sam's, like, girlfriend's friend. I was pushing her in a cart through the back parking lot, and I flipped the cart. Oh. And, like, she, like, got hurt. It's terrible. <laughs> It was the end of that I, I really haven't thought about that since <laughs> for years until right now. I just, Oops, I just that wasn't good. That's also that's the campus where I started going to Pima. Oh yeah, oh uh, yeah. Hannah went to Pima there as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So lots of uh, we all have a lot of childhood. Lot of Ray, you, Ray lived back there, not yeah, that right long here, ago. Right down Meredith. So there's, interestingly, all of us who ended up kind of doing this church in the city all sort yeah. of grew Actually, up Actually, Thomas Duell lives in Ray's neighborhood. Oh, really? Yeah. He's like just a couple minutes over here. Oh, man. So anyways, Cassis, what do we want to say about Cassis? Yeah, it was just a short, that's where, when my family came to town, so we, we did a lot of different types of church, um, and we, we actually started off... We went to a Pentecostal church in small town Oregon, and we came to Tucson and went to Victory. And we were like, what the heck? Like, this wasn't anything yeah. like what we what we experienced in kind of our smaller town. It was way more like big church, way yeah. more expressive. Like, we were, we were in the kind of Pentecostal church where, like, every once in a while somebody would get up and, like, speak in tongues. And then everyone, a deacon might stand up and say, well, there must be an interpretation or this isn't valid. And, like, it was – they – they were very very different very different here it was just like whoa these people are just like very expressive you know it didn't quite click and definitely not for my dad and so we we tried Casas because it was um, where I went to school mm-hmm. so I went I went to that's where my parents decided to put me in private school so I had this weird experience where we lived in this little mobile home park and then my parents invested in me going to private school so we went there because I already knew some kids so that was just a uh, yeah, an interesting... I actually ended up getting to know the pastor's daughter, and so probably the... I had a great... <laughs> interestingly, here I'm driving by this McDonald's. Here's McDonald's. I remember Roger Barrier, the pastor of Casas, and I knew him through his daughter. I observed him in that McDonald's one time. Like, he knocked over this lady's drink, and she got really angry at him. Uh-huh. And the way he responded, I remember just thinking, like, this guy actually tries to follow Jesus. I just remember thinking that from from that. Just watching, watching him like respond to being yelled at. Yeah, and so I think I had a good experience of, you know, in my mind of like of a pastor, right, right there at that time. So um, I should probably take Old Father, but I'm going to take the next street. 
There's um, no next tree. No? No, no, no it's I-10. No? Really? I-10. That's all right. Things, Things have changed, I-10. man. Things have changed. Oh, there is some weird yeah. back way you can take. Actually. There is. But I, and I know it. We'll catch up with you at Desert Sun. Yeah.